0: Again, 800 at Cutter Ford, service is more than a department. From servicing your vehicle to helping you own a new one, Cutter Ford is here to serve you. A new year is upon us, and of course, we all have resolutions. Maybe your resolution is to get to work on time, or maybe you just want to drive around the island in style. Well, let Cutter Ford help. Even if you love your current car, start 2023 off right by making a service appointment to ensure your car is safe, healthy, and runs like new. Let Cutter Ford help you own the perfect car, truck, or SUV in 2023. For all of your automotive needs, go to Cutter Ford in IA. Visit CutterFord.com, where you you make the deal. Woo-hoo! All right. My little buddy here is exceedingly excited because he just switched to Central Pacific Bank. They go above, beyond. Truth is, he's never gotten so much personal attention from his bank. I exist. And he's crazy about their mobile app. It's epic. You go, guy. C P P. I told him to cut down on the caffeine exceptional service in branch and online central pacific bank where people like banking FDIC. Check out Oahu's only golf course with three interchangeable nines, the Hawaii Prince Golf Club. Bring your best golf game with Kama'aina weekday rates starting at $62 and $75 on the weekends. Did you know they offer tennis courts and lessons too? And don't forget to make your reservations for Sunday brunch serving up steamed crab legs, roasted prime rib, and so much more. For reservations, call 9444-567. Valid Hawaii driver's license or state ID required, some restrictions apply can we make 10,000 thread count sheets? For lens Linens, 10, staying 10, in the 10, comfort 10, zone 10, is never an option. The maximum thread count we could possibly thread? An industrial seamstress would Robert, make their curious. sweet dreams come true. I want it to feel like you're on a snowflake, on cotton candy, on marshmallows, on a cloud. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
1: This is ESPN Honolulu, KKEA Honolulu, AM 1420 at K224FR, Honolulu, 92.7 FM. ESPN Honolulu Traffic is brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation's Kidney Cars Program. Visit KidneyHI.org for details.
2: Looking at traffic on the west side, Barrington getting a little bit slow now southbound through Nanakuli. Otherwise though, it's moving okay. Fort Weaver is slow from Iroquois up to Kodawaka Drive, H2 is good from Wahewa and Mililani. The H1 is slow from the Kunia road exit to the Iaea exit and both freeways are starting to back up now at the Middle Street merge. There are no incidents from east or windward, Oahu.
1: What should you do with that spare car or truck of yours? Uh, You might have thought about giving it to a friend or family member, but maybe you're not sure if something will go wrong with the car. Hey, why not donate that car to Kidney Cars instead? All you gotta do is simply go online to KidneyHI.org. You fill out a quick and easy form so you can get your tax deduction of course, and the National Kidney Foundation of Hawaii will even pick up that car for free. So donate your kidney car online today at KidneyHI.org. ESPN Honolulu is brought to you by HGEA. Give your union a shaka. Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the sports animals in the morning on ESPN Honolulu. Good morning. It's the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. And our uh, top headlines we're following today, uh, our Babe Ruth team won. Gary?
3: Yeah, I mean, youth baseball still going on. So that was pretty cool to see with the Hawaiian Islanders. Uh, all their runs got uh, via ground outs. But they do win 3-1 to one over a Greeley Evans team from Colorado in the 13-and-under World Series. Great news for them. And they will get a team called Eagle Pass from texas at 10 a.m. today in the Bay Brew 13 and underworld series
1: all right so once again like you said three to one the uh uh the obrl oahu Bay ruth league islanders uh winners uh leading hitters thank you uh darren for sending in the uh information eli iopa uh scored a run got a double peyton shimokawa with an rbi kanoa naumu rbi levi perry Uh, Went two for three and scored a run. Joichiro Anderson also in on the action there. The winning pitcher, Brevin Blackwell. He pitched seven innings, a complete game. Only gave up two hits, uh, one earned run, three walks, seven strikeouts. Good job, boys. We'll be following them along. Uh, Bad news from the practice fields at the University of Hawaii. UH safety Kona Moore uh, got a knee injury. He is out for the season.
3: Yeah, sad news, and we had defensive coordinator and safeties coach Jacob Yoro on the show yesterday, and Kona Moore is one of the names he mentioned. I guess they didn't have the diagnosis yesterday as far as the severity of that injury, but he was speaking really highly of Kona Moore, and by all reports, had a really good camp. Uh, The live scrimmages had good performances, and I'm glad they have depth at the safety spot. They're going to need it, but it's kind of sad to see him miss this season, fortunately, especially... In a practice. I mean, it was a scrimmage, of course, but it wasn't even a regular season game, but still happens all the time, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Uh, Georgia's number one in the AP preseason poll again. <laughs>
3: yes, and no surprise that they are. And I took a screenshot of the top 25 because every year we go through this. I'm thinking, which of the team in the top ten today that won't be there maybe October 1st? And for me, I'm still looking at Florida State. I, I know they're like on everybody's poll uh, everybody's polls or uh, top 20s that they have done really well in the recruiting they should be much improved from last year but I have a feeling they will not be in the top 10 I don't even know who their schedule is just because of recent years with Florida State but uh, Georgia no-brainer for number one Alabama a little lower than maybe you would think I, I know they didn't have one of their typical years last year either but uh, it's good to have that poll out that just means to me we're closer to college football season to start and it's less than two weeks away.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I mean, Georgia was – Alabama, I believe, in the uh, uh, coaches poll was also number four. Yeah, they were. So
3: Again, maybe they do know what they're talking about. I mean, I guess we have the perception that Alabama is always going to be one or two in August and usually in December, usually, not last year. Uh, maybe their recruiting class wasn't quite up to what people uh, expect every single year from them, and I don't know if that's motivation for them. Still have a feeling they'll be in the mix come season end.
1: Right, I mean, if (laughs) the look, there's no difference between number two and number four in the preseason. It's it's, you know, it's just it's just kind of a starting point, I guess. Uh, In the NFL, the well, good day for the New York Jets yesterday. They get uh, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall back. Uh, Also, Anthony Richardson named a starter for the Colts this morning.
3: Yeah, as a Jets fan, I'm happy about Dalvin Cook. I, I mean, this. Some people are perceiving him to be on his way down. The decline has started. Still, all of the last four years, over a thousand yards. Not averaging as much a carry as he did, I think, in the low fours as opposed to the high fours. Still, well, as I think, yeah. he's a great addition to this team, and uh, it's not my money. Seven million is not too bad from what he wanted. it will have incentive. but I think he's got. It adds to the depth at that running back position because we don't know, even though Bre- Brees Hall was lifted off the pup list yesterday, if he'll be ready to go in Week One or Week Two. dalvin cook hopefully will be ready
1: yeah i mean if you're if you're a running back and you're gaining 4.4 yards a carry that's not that's not shabby i mean it's not tylen hines numbers but (laughs) 4.4 a carry uh give the give the guy the ball three times in a row he's getting the first time all the all the way as you matriculate the ball down the field boys nothing wrong with 1100 yards uh in rushing and uh 4.4 yards a carry i mean you know, I, Dalvin Cook, as far as a pass catcher, I'm not that up on Brees Hall as a receiver. I don't know what his stats are, but Dalvin Cook was good. Look, he was a little off last year. Does that mean he's old and gone? I hardly think so. No. Now, these no. running backs, um, Ezekiel Elliott also signed uh, yesterday with the uh, New England Patriots. I can't imagine for a guy like Ezekiel Elliott that was a, his first choice. But uh, yeah, so he signs uh, with them as well. I don't know what he brings uh, to the Patriots. I mean, look around the goal line, uh, fantasy wise, I think Ezekiel uh, Elliott is still uh, you know a good football player. But I don't know that I don't know that um, how much he's going to help. I mean, you take, if, you, if you have Ezekiel Elliott on the field, you're taking Stevenson out, and I don't know if that's a good thing.
3: Well, with Bill, uh, Bill Belichick over the last how many years, he kind of uses the running back by committee. There's more than one guy that's going to get reps. And, again, I think it's a good addition for them. It gives them a little depth, gives them experience. And he's still, again, not as productive as he was, but I think he's more than serviceable. It's also seemingly a low-risk contract at $6 million, and it has a lot of incentives in there, which you would expect. Uh, his career has really gone down in the decline area, not like Dalvin Cook, but more so sure with Ezekiel Elliott. I think if you're New England, you're happy to have him right now. Get a little bit more depth yeah. if somebody goes down. He's also, mm-hmm. He'll be okay. He'll be
1: okay for them if not great. And I don't think God. he'll be great anymore either. He's okay and if he earns the incentives, then he would have been worth it. Mm. Otherwise I just don't I don't agree with the whole um, the bill the Bill Belichick running back thing where he has a great a running back that he'll use for four games then you never see him again the rest of the season. Now, that didn't happen with Stevenson last year. Thank goodness for Romande Stevenson, Romandre. But the point is that I don't know what he did. I mean, this did the same thing when Joey Iosefa was on the uh, the team. It's like, oh, look at all this playing time. Joey Iosefa's got it. Wow, look at those great runs. Uh, a couple of games later, you don't see him anymore.
3: Right, right.
1: You know, did you show up 30 seconds late for a team meeting or something? Whatever it is. You know, I don't see the running backs play on a consistent basis for New England. And then they don't even last very long. They're, they're gone after a little while. I don't get
3: it. Well, I, I, it's hard to argue with his success, and I know a lot of it had to do with Brady. But still, I think what Bill <laughs> Belichick has done continuously is have that running back. Maybe not by committee, but he doesn't keep him around six, seven years or even a full season of starting. They do rotate guys, whether it's injuries or discipline. Uh, For right now, again, with a team that is trying to just make the playoffs right now because they're not one of the top two, maybe even three teams in that division, I think it's, again, it's an addition for the team that will help them a little bit. I don't know to what extent, and that's going to be interesting to see because is he totally done? I know in Dallas he was going down, down, down as Tony Pollard's carries went up, up, up. But Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, that would be pretty quick for him to go on the downfall and uh, downswing of his career, I guess, and be out that quickly. So I think it's a really critical situation for him in this one-year deal to prove that he belongs in the NFL
1: again. Mm. The uh, and and yes, you can argue with Bill Belichick's success since Tom Brady left. You absolutely can argue with that because there hasn't been any.
3: Well, I, I didn't say argue with since Brady left. I, said I know you
1: said it. you can't you can't argue with his success, and I said well since Tom Brady left, you sure can. Well. I He's still a very good football coach, and oh know, yeah, by not having a, by having a defensive line coach, uh, you know, being your offensive coordinator last year, that was a great decision. Oh, didn't work out, but maybe that was the, maybe that was an option where
3: he was taking a risk. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to try to say that Bill Belichick is not a genius and not one of the best football coaches of all time. Yeah, he won when he had Brady. Hasn't won since. Even though they made the playoffs, once. Part of it is just the roster. I mean, you know, you're not getting top-notch mm-hmm. guys in free agency through the draft. Mac Jones, I think, could or should be better. Uh, maybe it's still too soon to say, but I still think Bill Belichick deserves a lot of credit. But probably not as much since we've seen what Brady did without him as opposed to what Bill did without Tom. That's what I, that's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. That's all you're right. I'm saying. You're right about that part. Yeah, sure.
1: 808-296-1420. If you want to text or call in, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Um, on uh, continue As we continue with the NFL... Anthony Richardson, I guess, showed enough in that one quarter of play to be <laughs> named the starting quarterback for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, good move to na- name the starter early, I believe. I-, I think
3: that part is good, and I was kind of interested, you know, thinking the same thing like you were saying, after one exhibition game and not playing a whole bunch. Obviously in camp he showed a lot. Of, we had DeForest Buckner on two weeks ago, I believe it was, and he was praising Anthony Richardson, just his, his court, I mean his court, his uh, – his, leadership skills, everything he was bringing in practice. He thought this guy was playing more so than just like a regular rookie in his first NFL camp. High praise from the Forrest Buckner. other people that praised him. But I think, again, if anything, it's a smart move to do it now. And everybody knows Gardner Minshew. I guess we'll have to deal with this again being a backup. Uh, and I'm curious to see how Anthony Richardson does, as they are expecting Jonathan Taylor back in camp, I think,
1: in a day or two. Mm. You know, the, uh, I feel for Gardner Minshew because everywhere he goes, it's like, hey, we want this guy. You, you know, you're going to be battling for the starting position. Look, Gardner Minshew is, uh, I don't know that he's ever going to lead a team, and I say lead a team to the Super Bowl, but, boy, the guy is a fan favorite wherever he goes. He's fun to watch, and he goes out there and plays his guts out. If Gardner Minshew remains a backup quarterback for the rest of his career, He'll always be because the backup quarterback, especially uh, when the starting quarterback's not doing well, he's always the most popular guy on the team. Yes. But uh, Gardner Minshew is, I you know, I hope it works out. I hope he gets some playing time, uh, not due to injury, of course. But uh, anyway, I, I, he's one of my favorite players in the in the NFL. He really is. I don't, he's not one of my
3: favorites, but I do like him. I think he's handled everything well. I like his attitude from what you hear, what you see. And maybe, again, maybe just a career backup. But when called upon to start here and there, he's done a pretty decent job as well. Mm-hmm. So for Anthony Richardson, again, I, I, I think it was going to happen sooner or later. And if you're the Colts, might as well make it now. They're trying to do something as far as turning this team around because last year was kind of a disaster for them. So maybe the sooner they get ready with this rebuild, so to speak, the better for them. You know, what you said about
1: um, uh, DeForest Buckner is saying that he's, you know, he handles himself like a veteran. Um, one of the reasons I'm looking in this uh, at ESPN.com, uh, I mean, he was 7 for 12, 67 yards in a, a quarter of action. I mean, he was playing against Buffalo. Um, but I guess one of the reasons they made him the starter is, is he threw an interception? I think well, I don't know if it was a yeah. It led to it was a turnover that led to a Bills touchdown, but it's the way I guess he kind of composed himself. Uh, you know, he he composed himself like a pro, and uh, didn't get down on himself and came back and um, you know played well. I'm guessing also you can be a little more composed because it's a preseason game. But you know, and he's not. Anthony Richardson is not fighting for a job. He's, no. He knows eventually he's going to be the starter, and he might even be a star in the NFL. So he threw an interception, but I guess you can stay composed when you have that in your back pocket, as opposed to a undrafted free agent or a seventh-round draft choice. If you're yeah. quarterback number four <laughs> on the depth chart, uh, you might be taken a little differently when you throw a costly interception.
3: Right, not as long, not, not as long of, uh, of a leash, so to speak, or getting a pass as this guy who was drafted in the first round. And again, high praise for him coming out of the draft. And uh If they get Jonathan Taylor back, I mean, they should be competing for a playoff spot. Again, it depends on how he is. We don't know how he'll be in the regular season. But, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is a big key for them, obviously. And a month ago, three weeks ago, didn't seem like he was going to report. Was pretty upset. Was also coming off some rehab and not going to show up. And now we hear that he is. I haven't heard it from him. It's just from the Colts saying uh, that he's expected back this week. But that's a big plus for this team trying to get back to the playoffs.
1: Okay, uh, let's see. It's uh, quarter after 7 with the animals here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, Weather-wise, we got a traffic update coming up in a sec here. uh, Weather-wise, basically this week, mostly sunny, high in the upper 80s, low in the lower uh, upper 70s. Trades 10 to 20. A little later on today, it'll gust up to uh, 25 miles per hour. Uh, Check it out. As of 5 o'clock this morning, we'll keep you updated on Tropical Storm Greg. At, uh, as of 5 this morning, it was located about 850 miles southeast of Hilo and moving west at 14 miles per hour. Uh, Tropical Storm Greg is forecast to pass far to the south of the Big Island uh, sometime on Thursday. Also, Hurricane Fernanda was located way off east of the state. That's expected to weaken and dissipate before it comes near us. Uh, At the time, no anticipated threats or concerns for Hawaii. However, the systems will continue to be monitored and we'll keep you up to date here on ESPN Honolulu. Oh, check it out. you probably heard about this. It's all over uh, radio and TV. Uh, Coming up this Sunday, uh, we invite you to be at Bishop Museum for Maui Ola, a benefit concert for Maui. Uh, You can see Hawaii's best performing to raise funds for our neighbors. Pure Heart, Kolohe Kai, the Hawaiian-style band, Dale Beasley, Jerry Santos, Anuhea, Raya Teahelm. It's a long, long uh, list of great, performers on stage 100 percent of the proceeds we're talking gross all the money will be donated for more information visit mauiola.org i'm looking at the uh, honolulu star advertiser uh, top 10 football poll they also have the uh, star advertiser girls volleyball poll uh, number one is punaho number two is iolani uh, i hope billy hull and Kanoa Leahy, and Tiff Wells, <laughs> and Chanel Sutsute. I hope they're all listening to that. Who's number one, Gary? Ho. Who's number two? Who's Yali. not as good? Who's one, not as good? One team. <laughs> uh, Chad, I love the people. Hey, you know what? The the staff at Iolani, though, whenever you do sporting events, they are a number one top notch. They are very, uh, very, very accommodating. So I'm just teasing. It's just an old rivalry. Punahoe, well. Remember we uh remember we did that basketball game and they set us in the top top of the bleachers in the corner? The very last <laughs> row of the bleachers. Yeah. Yeah, here you go, alumni. We don't want people to know that you went to our school. We had a lot of poll I saw. My gosh. <laughs> and it was so crowded
3: below us I can understand that.
1: Yeah, there was nobody below us. No, you guys are sitting up in the top corner, Thanks. Who's the happy sec- Oh man. I think Ralph Martinson was already gone, but uh, all right, number three is Kamehameha. Uh, number four, Kamehameha Hawaii. Uh, Moanalua is number five. Uh, on the football side, now, I don't know who votes in this poll, but I would like to get a ballot. I'd like to give my two cents because number one on the football poll uh, is a tie. Kahuku and Punahou. Tied for number one. Really? Now, Mililani is number three. Campbell's four. St. Louis is five. Kamehameha, six. Seventh is Waipahu because they went out and did some good recruiting. Number eight. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't go there. Number eight, Iolani. Kapolei, number nine. Lahaina Luna is number ten. I don't know that Punahou is. You know what? I didn't see Kahuku. Um, beat up on Waianae, but I don't know that Punahou was just as good as Kahuku. I mean, easily they could have lost that game twice against Mililani.
3: Now again, I, I see why they are tied. They are, it's the first poll of the season, and it's based on just last week. If you're looking at, it should be based on just the last week of games. And if you look at the last week of games, yeah, Kahuku dominated I, but Waianae is not up to the standards, unfortunately, as a Punahou Mililani. Uh, game where both teams are two and three. So even though Punahou maybe had a closer victory, and I think they got some fortunate breaks maybe in the end of that game, they still beat a quality team, a top-ranked team. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it matters. I don't know if it was on the road. I can't remember. That doesn't matter. But I can understand the mean tied based on last week. If you're just looking at last week's game, doesn't that make some sense? I think it then does. Then
1: everybody who won to get yeah, I don't know if it makes I don't know. I think you also have to look at it and go, okay, who do I think is better, this team or this team? Do I on and you know what? If I I could be totally wrong, I usually am, but I don't know that you look at both of these teams and say uh, you know they're equal. Um, by the way, so it looks like there's nine people who vote on this poll because Kahuku got five first place votes. Punahou got four. Mm. Maybe uh, Punahou got more third place. I don't know how that how it happens, but anyway, um, yeah. I wonder. Jordan Helle is going to join us to talk UH football in ten minutes. I wonder if Jordan votes in this poll. Who's voting in this poll? I'm calling you out right now. Well,
3: Paul Honda wrote the article, the little you know, little article about the poll. So maybe he, I'm sure he would know. I'll
1: try to reach. Him I don't think him he trail. likes us much. I think he's like, yeah, don't let those guys vote. Come on, Paul. See the thing is, I we voted go way years back, ago, Honda. I voted a long time ago,
3: and if I'm correct, my memory is correct. You were able to vote, but somehow forgot often. So maybe that's why. Oh, really? Yeah, that was either that poll or another poll with um, Rob Demello cover, uh, cover too. We got to vote in that. And I remember I voted every week. I have a feeling you might have forgotten one or, bo- one or both of those. Well, I'm a busy man.
1: That's true, too. You are.
3: You are. So, uh, But yeah, it would be interesting to see that. Perhaps
1: now. I should just be quiet. All, <laughs> this is all going to blow up in my face. We get a call from Paul uh, Paul on the line. Uh, yeah, we took you off because you, you never voted, dumb butt. My goodness. Anyway, high school football yeah. is here. It's going to be a competitive year. I'm glad to see that uh, St. Louis is, uh, you know, back in the conversation because they struggled a little bit. They've been struggling a little bit, you know, because before it was like, hey, I got a good football player. My son's growing up and he's, he's um, you know, in seventh grade and he's 6'1", 230 pounds, and then they send him to St. Louis, right? Uh, nothing wrong with that. That's You know, they develop great football players. Now it's like, oh, look, my son has a promising football career. I'm going to send him to Bishop Gorman. That's where all yeah. the kids are going. And it makes sense. You, maybe it's maybe a coincidence being that Vinny passes is now a Ninth Island resident instead of a Hawaii resident. No, no coincidence.
3: More than a coincidence, sure. I mean, maybe back in the day, you know, a guy like Manti Teo, instead of going to Kahuku, even though Kahuku was always great. Well, that's to- his well that's his and it's hometown. And it, but he yeah. goes to Punahou. Now you have some of these great players and they're going even bigger than the ILH school and going to places like Bishop Gorman. If you're trying to, you know, increase your chances of getting a D one scholarship to an FBS plus a power five school or others, I think it helps if you're on a school on that level. I can't fault these kids, but it is happening in bigger numbers no, and it's happening to those schools the kids. in the mainland and
1: nobody's it's happening. F- Right, nobody's faulting the kids, but this is this is something that's this is is this a reason why St. Louis has dropped? I mean, it's only a few players. It's just that it's not that many guys. I get it, but at the same time, if you're a stud player for Mililani High School, you're going to get that D1 uh, scholarship. If you're look, people on uh, schools on the mainland are super uber aware of Kahuku High School. They know that if you're good at Kahuku, you are a D1 guy. Uh, same for Punahou, Mililani, Campbell High School, St. Louis. The list goes on and on. I don't know that going there gives you a better chance of being recognized by D1 schools, but maybe uh, there's really good coaching up there. I don't know. Could be in some situation. Did you say super uber? Yes, I did. Uh, okay, but one thing about St.
3: Louis, isn't this kind of a strange coincidence, or is it? They, are, they had a rough year last year, didn't make the state tournament. Alabama, usually one of the top teams, if not the top team in the country, had a rough year. They didn't make the playoffs. Alabama ranked fourth in the polls that we saw. St. Louis ranked fifth in the polls. Two traditional powers that are trying to work their way back in to the yeah. top of the polls, and you know, for St. Louis, it was an off year last year. I know they had a couple of transfers too, like everybody seemingly does, with really good players, at least a few of them, uh, and I am curious to see how they'll do. Remember, Cal Lee is no longer on staff at St. Louis. He was an assistant the last few years, but Ron is still there. No Vinny passes on site. Uh, like you said, he's in Vegas, but uh, I am interested to see if they can bounce back, because that that's probably something they don't expect ever it's not only not winning a championship, but not even getting to the tournament.
1: Yeah, and uh, they're fifth also in the uh, scoring live poll. Uh, who votes in the scoring live poll? We're, have we ever been invited to the scoring live poll? Yeah, well,
3: yeah, I did that for football and basketball a few years ago, too. I'm not sure if you um, saw the ballot. No.
1: Kalani Takase hates me. <laughs> He'll be with to us help, tomorrow, by you're the way. When you came on vacation, I asked him to come on the air. He's all, No. Oh. I'm like, oh, man. I asked him yesterday
3: for tomorrow. He said, sure, Gary, anytime." <laughs> no, he didn't. Well, he said he'll oh, come on. He's coming on tomorrow morning with us. Oh, oh he is? Yes, yes.
1: Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's they have the win-loss record. And I'm just using the Star Advertiser poll because it's open here. But they have the win-loss record. It says Mililani is 0-1. Uh, no, they're not. Because they played an ILH game, that game doesn't exist. They're 0-0. Now, Campbell is 1-0. Well, that counts. I don't know who Campbell played. I can't remember. Waipahu. Okay, so Waipahu is 0-1, it says. But that's not their record. You see, for OIA teams, when they play ILH teams, the crossover games, if you lose, they don't count on your win-loss record. If you win, they do. How's that? My gosh. Everybody gets a trophy in the OIA. John, thank you for calling in at 808-296-1420. Yeah, the reason why St. Louis wasn't
0: that
2: good last year is everybody transferred out. Yeah, Division I guys going to... Bishop Gorman. more went to uh, Mililani and
1: Cambo and Tahuku. You know what? You're right. I remember that. It was weird. It was like before the season started... Or it's a, everybody all of a sudden left. It was like, I'm exaggerating, but like ten guys and star players. They all left at the same oh. time.
2: Yeah, starters, guys, guys that ended up in like Oregon and stuff left. So that's why they struggle and they're struggle again this year, but they'll be back. Have a good
1: day, I love thank, okay. I couldn't understand a word he said at the he end. He was I on. Think. He was like really far away from his phone. But thank you for calling, John. It's good to hear from you. Okay, coming up, uh, we're gonna talk UH football uh, with the guy. From Hawaii Football Now, the podcast at ESPNHonolulu.com and Spectrum Sports. And we'll find out if he's a poll voter, too. Jordan Helle joins us next here on ESPN Honolulu. Hey, uh, we'll check your traffic in a sec, too. Also, we got this fundraiser going on. The Japanese Cultural Center of Hawaii uh, is um, uh, doing a fundraiser for the victims of the Maui and Hawaii County wildfires. Um, on September third, from 5:30 to 9, you're invited to the I Heart Maui event at the Generations Ballroom. Now, for a $125 ticket, you'll enjoy an evening of drinks, fundraising, and onopupu from Bamboo Catering, the MW Restaurant, uh, Chef Hui, and more. You can get your tickets at JCCH. I'm sorry, JCCHawaii.org. The website, jcchawaii.org. Just click on the events button, and you'll find your way there. All right, we'll be right back with Jordan Helle. Jordan Helle from Spectrum Sports, also on our uh, podcast with Hunter Hughes called Hawaii Football Now, uh, joins us on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, How's it? Good morning, Jordan. Hey, good morning,
2: guys. Good morning. Good to be hey, with
1: you. Good
3: to have you on. Of course, our, our thoughts and prayers with everybody uh Lahaina, Maui and everybody in the state behind you guys. And is there anything as far as any recent developments that you've heard about the after effects of the tragic fire last week, Jordan? Um,
2: you know, I think everybody's kind of just taking it day by day, right? It's um it's uh it's been tough. You know, there's there's no sugarcoating it, guys. Uh it's it's been rough. Um you know, just the devastation, the loss, um, the uh, the recovery process. Um, trying to get people help that they need. Trying to trying to organize everything. You know, everybody here. I think you know, just about everybody I know and I talk to, and, and everybody's trying to help in some way or another, right? And I and I think we're we're feeling that from from off island as well, from folks on the neighbor islands, from folks on the mainland, uh, and even further than that. That it's just you know just just done what they can. Um, to to help in any sort of way, right? Whether it's been collecting donations, whether it's been sending in financial contributions, whether it's just, you know, just trying to check on people, help people find loved ones and things like that. Um, You know, and, and, you know, we're kind of getting information just like everybody else in terms of the, you know, the search and recovery process of of getting folks into some, some more uh, long-term housing. I know the governor announced some of that yesterday and some of the programs with some of the hotels and, and uh, rental properties that are going to house, you know, hopefully up to 2,000 units here pretty shortly. I know that they're working on that this week, um, which I think is, you know, a welcome relief for a lot of folks. Um, But, yeah, it's, you know, it's day by day. It's hour by hour. I think everybody's just trying to, you know, do their best to to keep pushing forward while, you know, so many people are just trying to to wrap their heads around just unspeakable loss
3: of course and it p- puts everything in perspective sports of course as well and again hopefully a uh, better days ahead for everybody in the valley Isle. i just want to ask a couple of sports related questions on maui and people have asked us and i've had people ask me just on the street but is there any information at all about the maui jim maui invitational Is that's going to be still held in lahaina as scheduled uh,
2: i i know i know the officials with the tournament have, have been monitoring things closely i know they've you know obviously offered their support we, it's too early to know you know what what uh the final decision is going to be. I, I know they'd love to play. Um, it's a tournament that, that that gives a lot back to the community, um, you know, and obviously a tournament that that was um, at temporary homes for two years, right? right. Uh, in 2020 and twenty twenty one, before making uh, making the return last year. Um, it, it'll be. I hope they play. That's just my personal opinion. I, I'm sure some folks will will disagree, but I, I think it's got the potential to. To provide a lot of relief i think it's got the potential to to, to be very uh very beneficial whether they played you know in west maui or they play it at, at, at another facility in, in a different part of the island um but I, I i know that the the officials are monitoring things i don't know how many conversations they've had with with county leadership uh, and you know and i think it goes without saying as you guys could imagine you know, that everybody's pretty busy right now um that would probably be pretty low on the priority list in terms of meetings but I know I know those conversations will take place. Um, it's a few months down the line. I know it's not that far um, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, um, I, I know they'll try to try to make it happen. I, I haven't heard anything concrete though.:
1: we on Jordan Helle from Hawaii football now and Spectrum sports with the animals on ESPN, Honolulu. High school football, of course, scheduled
3: week one last week. Uh, what is the latest with some of the schools on Maui? I know most of the schools are going to get back in session, I believe, tomorrow, except for the uh, Luna and maybe a couple of others. But what is the latest as far as high school football is concerned?
2: Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. You know, most of the public schools. I know Kinki Kalike was doing some damage assessment as well, not necessarily to their campus, uh, but to their community, right? Uh, we've We've had some... Some, uh, some pretty impactful fires up country as well. I think, you know, uh, understandably so. It's, um, you know, Lahaina's um, been the main topic of conversation, but there there have been 19 homes lost up country, uh, which is right in uh, Kinke Kalike's backyard. Uh, I know Kamehameha Schools is, is scheduled to start on um, on Thursday. Um, uh, they, they, they of course, too, are located, uh, you know, right across the highway, basically, from uh, just Makaya of, of the Kinke Kalike campus. And, and um, you know they've they've got a fair amount of students that that reside in Lahaina, right? There's a there's a couple of buses that, that bus to the upcountry campus every day from Lahaina, um, so they'll be a, a campus that's a little ways away, but but surely are pretty impacted um, by what's unfolded. Um, the athletic directors are having a meeting this morning. Uh, it's actually a continuation of a meeting they started yesterday afternoon, um, and they're they're still trying to figure out a lot of things um, as. Um, you know the the DOE has has encouraged a lot of the displaced families to re-enroll their students um, in in any sort of public school that that, that they're nearby now, um, that that uh in central you know or, or South Maui or even elsewhere, um, in large part because they can they can receive a lot of aid and help and benefits um, you know by doing so. And then the the athletics aspect of it, right? How how are they? Um, What's their competition status? I know for sure that they, they, you know, any of the transfer rules will be waived. There will be no sort of restrictions there. Um, but you know, how um, behind Luna, and then also Maui Prep, right, which which uh, in the Pili and is still actively serving as a shelter and and a relief uh, relief shelter, on providing other other services there. They don't they don't play football, but they do play girls volleyball and some of the other fall individual sports, um, and so. You know, but particularly for Lahaina Luna, the, I think the big question is, you know, are they going to be able to field athletic teams? What does the school look like um, in terms of, you know, are, are they going to try and place all of the students in, in different schools? Are they going to try and replicate the campus maybe at a, at a temporary location elsewhere? Um, so I think that that's those are the big questions that they're trying to figure out and obviously weren't able to, to come to a conclusion yesterday um and we'll see you know obviously Lahine little football in particular has been such a um a uh um, a source of pride for the the folks of of west maui and and they've rallied behind that program for for decades over you know over a decade um in terms of just the football program and it it would be just quite amazing if they're able to play but i think there's still a lot a lot to figure out i know you know I know Kanoa had, uh, coach Dean Ricard on his show last week, but, you know, basically half the football staff lost their homes, um, including head coach Dean Ricard. And, um, I know of several others and, and I'm not sure how many of their students. And, you know, that, of course the big fear is, you know, we don't, we haven't gotten notification on a lot of these deaths and so many of these, these, you know, athletes and students and coaches and teachers are going to be affected um, sure. in one way or another. Um, and, and so it's, it's going to be tough, but I, I think we'll get some answers today in terms of what the plan is. Maybe at least, you know, maybe not a definitive um, sort of answer, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll maybe get a better understanding of how they want to proceed. Uh, and, and obviously that's going to be taken with a lot of caution and a lot of compassion.
3: Let's talk just for a second, Jordan. Uh, again, our thoughts and prayers will always be with everybody on Maui and hopefully getting through this as much as they can. But UH football starting in a week and a half, 10 <laughs> days, 10-plus days. Uh, Vanderbilt going to be the opponent, then Stanford for the first home game. Your thoughts on what you've heard or seen going on in camp so far?
2: Yeah, you know, and, and, um, you know, just a, a quick pause. But I, I think you guys, uh, Chris and Gary and, and everybody, uh, you know, Listing in around the state that has that has helped provide aid and well wishes and, and Coach TV and and all the that the University of Hawaii's done is why well. I know they've they've done a lot you know they've they've got two guys on the team that that um you know are are from Maui one of them's from Lahaina uh, another one from up country the two hardest hit areas right uh, so they're they're direct links there and I know those guys are kind of soldiering on with with pretty heavy hearts um, but I I think for you know for the University of Hawaii you know it's uh there's another program the state loves rallying around, and I think will provide, you know, a little a little reprieve uh, from all of the craziness uh, going forward. I think you know for this group, they they they've got some wrinkles offensively that uh, I'm curious to see, right? Whether it's um, you know some wrinkles in the backfield, some out of necessity, some out of innovation uh, because of injuries back there, and what the running back position looks like, everything from. You know, converted uh, converted big boys to to Tylen Hines. Like I, I'm really curious to see what they deploy back there. Um, and I think uh, you know, from what I've heard and, and um, been able to, to see, just very limitedly or in a limited fashion. You know, defensively, I, I'm really excited to watch this defensive backfield um, and really the defense at whole. I think they're going to be much improved. I think what they did to, to bolster the roster and bolster the depth chart with the transfer portal and, and bringing some of these young guys in that seem to be kind of relishing the opportunity. Um, I think defensively, I, you know, I know that the run and shoot and, and whatnot and certainly still got a lot of the headlines, but I, I think this defense uh, is going to be better. I think it's going to be better at turning over the opponents. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see them kind of out of the gates, a couple of different, couple of different tests, right, with, with Vanderbilt, who's going to run the ball a little bit more. And Stanford, who usually runs the football, but they've got a brand-new coach there and Troy Taylor, who's going to love to spread it up, build tempo, uh, and I think will be a, a really interesting test for Hawaii in the span of eight days.
1: Yeah, I'm the. Um, I was looking at um, the star Advertise this morning, and we were talking yesterday with um, uh, Jacob Yoro, uh, John tui mm-hmm. His he still has not been cleared to play by the NCAA. What was the what was the the background behind this? He was at Hawaii, or he came from. He's where? where what, what's his story?
2: Yeah, you know it's... With with COVID and everything, and then he got the hardship year, I believe it was, or, or is trying to be granted that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, there's, there's been some, some really curious things by the NCAA, and, and you, I think we've heard of the um, I forget the, the young man who went from uh, over to there's one guy at Florida State, there's another one at North Carolina, and a lot of them are you know it's those were were family related, mm-hmm. uh, and it just makes I just don't understand why these no. these waivers are, are so scrutinized the way that they are. Um, yeah. the way that, that you know, the transfer portal is now and, and with what, what John's gone through right and, and, and kind of working his way through and, and didn't really play right away um, and, then, and then worked his way into the lineup and, and obviously has been a massive contributor. And if they can, if they can get him cleared, uh, boy, that would help the defensive line a lot. And, of course, everything gets murky because you had that COVID year, then you had the bonus year um mm-hmm. and then uh you know if you if you are granted one of these hardship waivers you can you can kind of get a another year on top of that plus your four um and so you're seeing some of these guys you know be cleared and whatnot uh you know uh, we've seen similar type of deals with juan muñoz in basketball and whatnot so yeah i, I and the, the crazy part is the they drag these things out. It's like, you know, they you plays in what is it, 10 days, as you mentioned.
1: Right. They and they that's the point. I mean, it, like, what, it, what, and it's not like they, they can so just hard. call somebody, right? They go, hey, can you call that guy back? Here's his direct line at the NCAA. Can you ask him where we are? I mean, you just basically have to just sit and wait.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's rough, right? And, yeah.
1: All right. Well, Jordan, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, um, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, take care, guys. Good to hear from All you. All right, man. Jordan Helle from Hawaii Football Now. You can check out the podcast on uh, YouTube or ESPNHonolulu.com and Spectrum Sports. So basically, Tui Tupo, So so his freshman year, he's at East Los Angeles College, and then he didn't play the next two years for a family situation. I'm just reading this for the Star yeah. Advertiser. And then he joined Hawaii in 2020. So to me, isn't that you only played, well, 2020, 21, 22, oh, that's four years of college. Well, if everyone got an extra COVID year, why didn't he?
3: Yeah, that's what I don't understand either. If you got that year, one of those years doesn't count basically on his clock. Yeah. So it seems like it should be clear cut and
1: pretty simple. But also, you know that the timeline for the NCAA, I mean, are, there, are you that short handed? I mean, we've always heard that they're shorthanded, but is it that bad where you can't – the season's about to start and this guy needs to know if he's going to be able to play or not, and you're just like, well, we're shorthanded. Come on, give me a break. It's 10 minutes in front of 8 o'clock here on ESPN Honolulu. We'll be right back. Hey, just a reminder – and this is the latest we have from the National Weather Service. As of 5 o'clock this morning, Tropical Storm Greg is about 850 miles southeast of Hilo. Uh, it's moving west. Uh, it, it's, it's forecast to go, you know, pass way south of the Big Island sometime Thursday. Also out there in the Pacific, Hurricane Fernanda is uh, located far off uh, east of the state. That's expected to weaken and dissipate as it reaches colder water. Uh, so no concerns right now, but we'll stay on top of it here on ESPN Honolulu. Um, we did mention the Japanese Cultural Center uh, is having a, uh, a fundraiser. They got together with Bamboo Catering. So it's like uh, an evening of small plates, drinks, and fundraising. Uh, they're adding caterers as we speak to this event. Right now uh, they got Bamboo Catering, MW Restaurant, and Chef Hui, they're adding more. Uh, tickets are $125, and the net proceeds will benefit uh, the victims on Maui and Hawaii County uh, of the wildfires. Uh, tickets, jcchawaii.org, jcchawaii.org. Okay, we got a lot coming up here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, the ESPN came out with a, a top 100 college football player list and it's interesting to see because i mean if this is <laughs> i mean it doesn't really make sense but it it's kind of like the the first 3 rounds of the nfl draft is what you're looking at maybe yeah, if probably. it stays true to form uh were there anybody from hawaii on that top 100 i'm asking you gary oh
3: i don't I, I don't think i saw anybody Dylan from gabriel hawaii. is oh, uh, oh, number 16
1: No, uh, Dylan Gabriel is uh, uh, number 60 on the list. I mean, he had like 25 touchdowns, only like six interceptions last year. But, uh, I mean, that's the guy, the only guy. So nobody else with Hawaii ties on the list. Maybe I missed somebody, but I I was just seeing if you checked it out. But, uh, yeah, Dylan Gabriel's on the list. So, hey, let's go. Let's go, Sooners. Just before 8 o'clock now on ESPN Honolulu, our top stories, including – uh, Elima Leigh McFarlane getting a title fight coming up on ESPN Honolulu. Hey, Hawaiian Style Band, they're going to be playing at the Maui Ola uh, fundraiser concert coming up Sunday at Bishop Museum. Mauiola.org is the place. Uh, to find out more information and to get tickets. Uh, Top stories we're following. Actually, there's kind of a lot of them. Elima Leigh McFarland is getting a title fight in San Diego pretty soon. How about that? She was hoping to get it again. She was
3: telling us that last time. And the only difference, I guess, this fight will not be at the Blazedale. But as you mentioned, her, I guess, adopted hometown of San Diego. So it's where she trains. And I guess she gets to stay home to a certain extent. But good for her that she has another fight and a big fight at that.
1: All right, uh, let's see. Our Babe Ruth team, the Islanders, are uh, playing youth baseball on the mainland. And we say congratulations uh, for their win yesterday. 3-1 to one over Greeley Evans, Colorado. And
3: usually when you have a game that you win like that, you might ask or wonder, well, who got the game-winning hit? Well, there wasn't a game-winning hit. There wasn't a game-winning sacrifice fly. There wasn't a baseless loaded walk to drive in the run. All three runs were via groundouts. And they, that's what you call really, you know, chipping away at a win or really just doing all the little things to get a victory because, again, that's pretty rare for something like that to happen. All three runs, there were hits before it, but they did not come via hit all on ground outs. But it counts, and they get the win, and they will play at 10 a.m. today against a team from Eagle Pass, Texas, in the Under-13 World Series for Beirut. So great job, guys.
1: Yeah, 13 and under, uh, World Series. They're playing in – did you just say Virginia? They're playing in Virginia? I didn't say
3: where. I'm just saying who they're okay. playing in Texas. Sorry.
1: All right, so they're 2-0 and in pool play. Uh, Brevin Blackwell uh, pitched the complete game, only gave up two hits with seven strikeouts. Also uh, leading offensively, Eli Iopa, Peyton Shimokawa, Kanoa Naumu, Levi Perry, and Joitito Anderson. Congratulations, yes. boys. Good coaching. Keep it up. Thank you, Darren Uweki, for the information. Uh, let's see. Bad news at uh, University of Hawaii Football. Um, safety Kona Moore hurt himself during the Saturday scrimmage. Uh, he's got a knee. He is out for the season.
3: Yeah, sad news, and especially when it doesn't even happen in a game, but it happens to teams all around the country, high school, college, and pro. And just with what Jacob Yoro told us yesterday about Kona and what I bred over the offseason in training, uh, and, again, his career is not over, but, unfortunately, this season is over. He should get a medical red shirt and not lose it. But I'm uh, sad with the depth that they had at that position at safety that they lose a guy that talented.
1: All right. And uh, that's pretty much what we're following. Lots going on in the NFL, of course. Uh, we're in a race in the uh, Major League Baseball, uh, NBA basketball. You got a lot of whining by uh, James Harden yesterday or the day before yesterday in China. He is, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's
3: almost hard to, to understand or comprehend that a guy with that much talent who is on top of the basketball world keeps digging himself into a hole where nobody, when he leaves, he doesn't leave uh, on good terms anywhere. I mean, how many visiting fans are going to boo him now because of what he's done to team? And the latest was going to be Philadelphia. He wanted that trade, and he calls the GM president, Daryl Morey, a liar. That's right. I said it. He's a liar. will never be part of the organization with him. So now a couple of things. If Philadelphia still wants to trade him, even though they've said publicly they are not because they couldn't get a good offer, well, guess what? The offer is going to be even less now. Because this guy doesn't want to be under Darryl Moore. He doesn't want to be in Philly. He's made that very clear. So Philadelphia is not going to get better offers for him. So he hurt his trade chances even more by coming out with those kind of stupid, to me, remarks. To say that publicly, what, what does he get out of that? And just the fact that, again, teams that he thought he could go to, like the Clippers or Houston, oh, yeah, they didn't really want him as badly as James Harden thought. So, again, a great player. He'll make the Hall of Fame. But to kind of throw it away with his attitude mostly off the court, uh, being out of shape two years ago, supposedly in better shape, man, it's just, it's almost it's not sad, but I think it's just a waste of talent and somewhat a waste of a career that could have been a lot more productive if it was more about the team. And just being smarter with how you handle things. He has not handled things in a smart way, whether it's with Daryl Morey, Brooklyn, or Houston. Again, his exits were not on good terms, and that's all on James Harden. And it's just too bad for him. But in Philadelphia, I mean, they're not, they don't, you got a guy that's there who doesn't want to be there. And so how how is, that going to, how is that going to work? It's almost like Ben Simmons in a way. I mean, Ben Simmons didn't want to be there. Now, it's a different story in a way with how Ben Simmons went out. But it's also how can you succeed with an all-star who doesn't want to be there? Uh, it's, just, it's just going to be really bad for Philadelphia, who were title contenders last year. And maybe on paper they still will be, but they're not going to be one of the top two or three teams in the East. Yeah. But James you know, Harden just ruining a situation. I, I, mm-hmm.
1: I just, these, these these NBA stars, they, you know, they're, they're just so disruptive. Whether you're talking about Kevin Durant or James Harden or, I don't know, Kyrie Irving. I mean, all these guys, sure, they got talent. But, you know. There's guys that just, it's like they need Draymond Green to punch him in the face. That's what they need. (laughs) I mean, it's just just so tiring listening to it. You're standing in China, and you're bringing up Daryl Morey. Is it Daryl Morey? Daryl Morey, you bring it up. He's a liar. I mean, are you trying to appease the Chinese because of what he said a few years ago when he said free Hong Kong? I mean, was that a political statement? Are you just, (laughs) who cares? Now Daryl Morey's been, you know, there's been other players in the past who have brought up, um, you know, his he has a hard time telling the truth, and I guess that's documented amongst the players. But what do you get out of it? You feel better? You go home and you feel like you got a lot off your chest? You you feel that you've hurt his character? I don't know. I, I'm just so tired, so tired of James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, all of these whiny babies. It's like, if you guys are so, you know what, these are the most unhappy millionaires I've ever seen in my life.
3: Yes, and I haven't seen a lot of millionaires, but these guys are disgruntled (laughs) for the wrong reason. But let's look back for a second and people maybe not aware of what really transpired. It appears that James Harden asked for a trade in the offseason. Philadelphia, Daryl Morey said they will try to accommodate him. James Harden, I guess, feels slighted because when Philly came out with that statement over the weekend, they are no longer going to engage in trade talks for James Harden. None of the offers were suitable enough, and I'm paraphrasing a little. James Harden hears about the statement that they're they're taking him off the trade market, and now he comes out with a statement throwing Daryl Morey under the bus. I don't think Daryl Morey necessarily lied, and we don't know everything that was said behind the scenes, but by saying, hey, we're going to try to trade you, we'll do our best, they didn't get a good enough offer. So they don't want a disgruntled guy back either because he's not going to be happy. That doesn't help their chances. So I don't know if it's really a lie, but James Harden, I mean, he's he just, you know, he, he just burning bridges wherever he goes. And Darryl Morey was probably in his corner more than any other executive in the NBA. You know, he traded him to Philly to accommodate him. He got him back to Philly uh, when he Darryl Morey went to Philly from Brooklyn. You know, he's been there for James Harden. He's tried to give him good contracts, you know. I just James Harden just really handled this maybe more poorly than anything else I can ever remember in the NBA as far as what he said publicly, how he's conducting himself. But again, I don't know if it's necessarily alive. You can't get a good trade-off for what he's supposed to do. Just give you yeah. away, so he's not a liar. Come on, James, you're a little. You should be a little bit smarter
1: than that. And yeah, again, great talent, but what a fool! It's something about. It's something about the Oklahoma City Thunder back then. Something about the water that they were drinking when they were all playing together at OKC. Because, uh, you know, you could say Russell Westbrook's not the nicest guy either. You know, it's something about Mm, that. Imagine three of those guys, all three playing on one team. They seemed to be fine back then, but look what they've grown into. Anyway, hey, that's today's NBA. You can go on and on and on about the culture in the NBA, and that's the culture of the NBA. And it's sad because, you know, being a a, a jerk is kind of what, you know, you'll see college players starting to, high school players, youth players. Hey, you know what? It's cool to just whine and moan all the time uh, because that's what they do on social media. I want to be just like James Harden. Imagine that. Imagine that. The
3: NBA players are a different breed. And I I saw a little conversation on this online last week, and I just thought about it a little bit more thoroughly. But think about this. Is there any other sport, a pro sport, and I'll include hockey just for this, but is there any other sport where the players or fans have to compare who's the goat of all time and people from a different era? When you talk baseball, Are there a lot of comparisons with Otani and Babe Ruth? Well, a little bit because they did both things. They pitched and hit. But you don't see Aaron Judge, Otani compared with Barry Bonds or Willie Stargell or any of those guys. But LeBron James is getting compared to Michael Jordan constantly. These guys want to be the GOAT. It's just a different breed and the basketball players handle themselves with whether it's contracts and to me I think I don't want to say they're greedy but they are uh, I think they're very well compensated but it seems to be so different than any other sport as far as the culture of the NBA players as you said with their complaining no other sport has athletes complaining to the extent or forcing trades yeah. demanding yeah. trades as the NBA right. players do and it's sad but it's out right. there and it's
1: true It is it's there's no you sign a contract and it's you know in I can see if you were doing that in the NFL because largely most of the contracts are not guaranteed. You know, you're guaranteed money in the NBA. You're you're guaranteed uh, huge, huge amounts of money, and um, <laughs> you. It doesn't matter what you sign because if you want out, you're going to get out of your contract. And you know that's the kind of thing that these uh, whiny baby players do. Really, James Harden, I think, was out in front of it, and he's the guy who is the uh, the originator of, hey, the, the contract I signed, it's not worth the piece of paper it's written on, because all I have to do is mope my way out of the, is be a cancer in the locker room, and get myself traded, and not only traded, traded to a team of my liking. It's just, it's, it's too. The culture too much favors the player. You know, if to have a coach or GM discipline a player in the NBA, immediately the guy's on social media saying, I want out. The only place that doesn't happen is with Pat Riley and the Miami (laughs) Heat. Maybe Pat Riley, maybe Greg Popovich, Um, you know, mostly he's got a young team. Those guys understand hey, you know what, I'm not the general manager, I'm not the coach. But anywhere else, whether you're in Los Angeles, you're a Laker, whatever it is, the guy in charge in Los Angeles isn't the head coach. It's not even ownership. It's LeBron James. That's who's in charge. And you're fooling yourself if you think otherwise. I think even the teams you
3: mentioned, I think great examples of Pop and Pat Riley. Pat Riley had Shaquille O'Neal, who basically got his wish and got out of there. He loved Miami when he got there, loved Pat Riley, didn't end well, and they had a lot of disagreements. And you can even go to Kawhi Leonard and San Antonio. Even though he and Pop supposedly got along, he forced his way out. Think of this. Have you ever seen a Ben Simmons situation in any other sport? I mean, in football or baseball, has there ever been a Ben Simmons situation? I can't remember anything close to that.
1: Right, it's like a quarterback that can't pass, but he's making millions and millions, talking about Ben Simmons, millions and millions of dollars, uh, except you you don't score. <laughs> you don't play now. Now you don't even show up. Right, or, or Kawhi Leonard. You know, people think Kawhi Leonard, I don't want to say, I, I don't know Kawhi Leonard, but whenever, you know, you're hurt, and so you spend the entire uh, rehab time away from the team, you don't show up with the team doctors, you don't show up at games and support or anything, uh again, that's the NBA,
3: yeah, and I love the sport, but I think the NFL, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, very rarely do you get guaranteed contract. Kirk Cousins was the first fully guaranteed, and now you're seeing a little bit more of it, and they, if anybody, has a right to gripe because you know they could be cut tomorrow and not get a dime. These NBA players, are many of them are vastly overpaid, and maybe you can debate that if you want, but they're, they're, they're compensated fair, if not re- above what they should be getting to maybe some people. Still, you get these situations where they're complaining, and whether it's a Ben Simmons or an Anthony Davis with New Orleans a few years ago, you just don't see that in other sports. You don't see, I mean, Russell Wilson maybe be an example. I don't think he forced his way out of Seattle. He knew it was kind of. It seemed like it was kind of a mutual thing where he knew it was kind of the end. He didn't get well, along with the he wasn't coaches. Getting,
1: yeah, he wasn't getting along. So it's like they got rid of him. I think they wanted to get rid of
3: him. Yeah, I don't know if it was a demand on his end, like you no, see in the basketball no, it players, wasn't, and, wasn't, and that's the closest wasn't. thing. So it's just, it just again, it's. It, I don't like that because I love the sport, but it's it's so evident out there what is going on with so many of these players and teams. Well, and it, yeah. It's not there's just James Harden, but look, anymore. there's a lot
1: of good things. There's a lot of good things about the end. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Anthony Richardson. I mean, right now you got the, uh, you know, the, is it the FIFA World Cup team or is that soccer? I can't remember. Well, that's anyway, soccer. That's the Women's World Cup. What's the uh, FIBA? It's the FIBA World Cup oh, oh, okay. uh, going on. But, um, you know, I, I said FIFA, but I'm, I'm sorry. I believe it's, I don't know who it is. We got our amateur team that was doing good. There's a lot of good positive yeah. things, so let's focus on that. Okay, okay uh, that was a whole segment of get off my lawn. Let's get out of. Let's get out of that mode. Uh, we do have a caller. I didn't hear who it Harlan. was. Harlan. Hi, Harlan. Hi, gentlemen. Hi. Great show.
3: Thank you. I just wanted to weigh in. Um, you were talking about all the sports and the drama that's going on in the NBA, and I would pose the question for the people that are have been toxic, see the NFL, what happened to Ocho Cinco? chad johnson what happened to antonio brown and um the last i heard michael jordan didn't behave this way and i don't i don't think most of the guys at golden state behave this way and um i i think that that's a lot of the difference
1: right look at look at the difference between the whiners that we're talking about i mean put them all together And they have one championship, and that was because of Steph Curry as well, maybe. Right? All these guys, how many championships does James Harden have? Zero. How many championships does Russell Westbrook have? Zip. zip. Okay, how many championships does Kevin Durant have? Of all these years of being so great, how many championships, Gary? Two. Oh, I thought he had one. But your point is, is right. I mean, there's
3: not a lot of teams that win, but you don't see it to the extent. I mean, Harlan's bringing up an Anthony Brown, and I mean uh, uh, Antonio Brown, excuse me, and Chad Johnson. But in the NBA, we just see too much of this. And I mean, even even those guys did they demand I mean Antonio Brown probably did demand a trade, so maybe he is the example. Yeah. he's also the he's, exception. You do yeah. There's not a lot of players think,
1: like him with that kind of I persona. I actually think that. Hey, Harlan, thank you for calling, brother. Thanks. All right, I actually think that Antonio Brown has a mental illness. He's not. That's you know that's something that uh, he's he's just not act. He's he's something's wrong with. him. Yeah, I think there could um, be and that. And I, I hope that somewhat day he gets he gets kind of checked out on that because uh, that's not rational human behavior. The stuff that he's been doing. All right, it's uh, 19 minutes after the hour here. Uh, this is ESPN Honolulu. Uh, we'll check your traffic in a sec here. Uh, this week's uh, w- whole week for the really is going to be mostly sunny with a high in the upper 80s, low in the upper 70s. Trades 10 to 20 uh, now, a little later on this morning. It'll go up to 15 to 25 miles per hour. Now, this is the latest. The latest we have from the National Weather Service was from early this morning. At uh, 5 o'clock this morning, the Tropical Storm Greg uh, was about 850 miles southeast of Hilo. And it's moving westward at 14 miles an hour. It's probably going to pass. They're forecasting it's going to pass far to the south sometime on Thursday. We're just keeping you updated. Hurricane Fernanda located east of the state. Uh, that's probably going to weaken and dissipate before it even comes near. But our eyes are on it. And we'll just keep you updated uh, uh, when we get updates here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, check it out. This concert coming up this Sunday at Bishop Museum. Maui Ola, a benefit concert for Maui. Check it out. You can see uh, Pure Heart, Kolohe Kai, the Hawaiian-style band, Dell Beasley, Jerry Santos, Anuhea, Raiatea Helm, and lots more famous people. 100% of the proceeds will be donated. All the details, mauiola.org. Like thunder, gotta hit for the high I don't know. I had this song in my head, go and here it comes on the radio. He man oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Run. Good morning. It's the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, we were talking about uh, guys in the NFL. They don't do the holdout thing or uh, force me to get traded like uh, you know NBA basketball players. And Tanner had a good point. He said that uh, Deshaun Watson was getting ready to sit out because he wanted to get out of Houston. That was before you know he got busted and all the massage stuff. Uh, but he he kind of for, he was going to force a trade out anyway, and then it resulted in the largest largest guaranteed contract in NFL history.
3: And who knows how that would have ended up there? Whether he would have held out for a long period of time? He I mean, used to have NFL holdouts all the time. Uh, training camp
1: and well, no, holdouts a... but that's not that's that this is you're under contract and you're like trade me holdouts is like zach martin of the cowboys he deserves to get more money he's one of the top uh offensive linemen in the cut uh, in the country yeah i guess in the country uh in the one of the top offensive linemen in the world but he's holding out because he wants more money and by the way they did uh, rework the deal and get him uh the money and he's going back to work as he says uh, so that's a holdout. To me, that's a little bit different than than a guy that's saying, trade me a Well, uh, Jonathan Taylor
3: was kind of in a – well, at least was kind of in a similar situation. He asked for a trade two weeks ago. Right. That's why I'm kind of surprised that the announcement of Indy, at least yesterday, was that he's going to show up this week now that he's but, done rehabbing.
1: But, see, I guess I don't count running backs because they don't have much leverage. I mean, look at – we talked about Dalvin Cook signing a one-year deal with the Jets – Ezekiel Elliott's on a one-year deal with the Patriots. Uh, they're getting, like, half as much as they, they were, you know, holding out for. Yeah. They, they all want $15, $16 million a year, and it's like, finally now, it's like, okay, the season's going to start. This week is the 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 season that uh, starters are going to play in this preseason game coming up, so we better get you guys in. It's now or never, boys. And they all went,
3: okay, I guess. And I, I was thinking at this point it was almost going to be where they'd be an injury replacement for some team, but they do get the deals done. And Dalvin Cook, you know, it seemed like Miami and the Jets were the maybe only teams that were going to offer him sort of the money he wanted or closer to it. And it was down to those two teams from the he's from Florida, so that might have made some sense. And no state tax there either. Uh, maybe saw a better opportunity to play more in um, in New York. And again, I'm glad for that. But what about a guy like Leonard Fournette? He's like the only good running back that I can think of is still out there without a contract could Kareem Hunt signed with New Orleans I believe last week right so he was one of the guys out there we did he I,
1: I, I missed that did he uh, Kareem well, Hunt
3: I, okay I read that uh that Alvin Kamara is obviously going to miss some some, some gains but uh, Kareem Hunt I thought he I read that he had signed he okay Tanner's saying he didn't sign with New Orleans yet but he definitely had met with them, and I thought he would but Leonard Fournette's still out there. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, I guess, again, they saw the writing on the wall. And maybe a good opportunity there on teams that could make the playoffs. I'm still not going to guarantee that the Jets will. But for Leonard Fournette, he's a guy that I would think somebody would want. He's not going to cost $10 million, I would think, especially if you're Dalvin Cook's getting $7 million, then then we know Leonard Fournette's going to be getting less than that, probably. Uh, wouldn't a team get use out of him? He's still... Again, a decent running back. I don't think he's injury-prone. He's, injury not, he's prone. not a
1: top 10 running back, though. No,
3: but, but no top 10 running backs are going to be available now. But still, if you're looking for a complimentary back or a second well, running back.
1: Yeah, Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook could be a top 10 guy. He just I, I mean, he rushes for 4.4 4 yards a carry, 1,100 yards rushing last year. I don't know how much he had receiving. He's still. I mean, it was a down year for him, but he could be the main guy for the New York Jets.
3: He could be. He could be. And that's why I'm surprised that more teams weren't showing interest just because I saw a two-year decline for, you know, Dalvin Cook. But his decline still was up there better than most running backs. Uh, at four and a half yards or so, as you said, and then the receiving yards, additional uh, going over a thousand yards, I think it was 1173 last year. Uh, but I guess the money demand, people didn't want to pay him 10 plus million, uh, ah, yeah. and it didn't cost anybody 10 plus million. The Jets got him, mm-hmm. I believe, for seven, and then the incentives could maybe get it up to 11, and that's fine. Uh, but And I know running backs are what they are. It's still. I gotta, like Fournette, Fournette is out there, and there's got to be a team that's on the cusp of the pl- of playoff. I mean, Sony Michel, didn't he just retire for the Rams? Yeah. Now, not that he was a great running back. He's had good days in the past, but don't they need another running back as an example but, for Leonard Fournette? But they
1: Fournette. have them. They have plenty of running backs. You don't know their names. They're not famous. I mean, Leonard Fournette can be a little bit of a headache as well off the
3: field. I don't think in my uh, in Tampa he was as much as he might have been when he was with New Orleans. A couple of things might have happened there, but right. again, as long as he's not breaking any laws, NFL usually He played usually for New Orleans. It. That's where he started his career, right? Leonard Fournette. I thought so. Jack. Oh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I'm, sorry. Thank you, I'm Sorry about that. Still, I think I think there's a team out there that could. Again, if you're on the cusp of the playoffs, uh,
1: if you're. But, but, that- but see, you're just saying you're playing fantasy football, Jerry Jones. Okay, he's he's a name. He's been playing in the league, but I'm guessing a lot of these because you look. If he wants to play football, you're not going to make more than a couple of million if you're Leonard Fournette. Okay, you have a bunch of guys, you know, um, rushers who you you don't even know. I mean, you've got you know, Michael Carter on the Jets. Between him and, um, um, the kind, no uh, Leonard Fournette. I'm oh. taking Michael Carter every day every day of the week. Uh, I don't. I mean, Michael Carter had
3: a decline last. Year as well, with his numbers, uh, still. Well, he
1: you know, you had a decline in the number of carries. Well, had a I decline in, the, in his playing time because of Brees Hall. He's still a well, great. I don't know. I watched the Jets game. He looked great. Well, Brees Hall
3: missed like half the year, so it was, uh, Michael Carter had plenty of time to play after that. His, his, his yards per carry and all that stuff was down from the year before. Maybe, not it, maybe, to the maybe because
1: the offensive line wasn't good. I, look, I mean, if you got a quality offensive line, you're not, you're not going to pay. For, you know, you, you're like, hey, you know what? I don't need a guy Leonard Fournette who was good three years ago. You know, I, I think they also get wary of when you start to approach thirty years old, like Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook. I mean, you're in your you're in your upper twenties, <laughs> you're in your late twenties. Okay, you're done already. I think they're wary of that. It obviously
3: does happen with so many running backs. We see it all the time there. Uh, and but Michael Carter, even the offensive line wasn't as good the year before. He had better numbers with basically the same offensive line. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: I, th- I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm just saying that uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not as high on Leonard Fournette, and I don't know why you are.
3: It's not that I'm high on him. He, I think he's a good running back who is unemployed right now, and it's a little surprising because he could help teams out there. Yeah. I think they're a team that could use another running back, and, you know, he again, I thought he did a pretty good job in Tampa. I mean, I thought he was better than Ronald Jones, who I believe is with uh, Dallas now, even though I think he got suspended or is going to get suspended. But I thought he was pretty good for them Uh, over the years. You know,
1: he didn't have, I mean, somebody like Travis Etienne at Jacksonville uh, is a guy that you would take over him, Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams, is he still with Detroit, or did they get rid of him, Tanner? I thought he was Jamal. suspended. Wasn't he suspended? He's Jamal. Okay, oh. so Jamal Williams is in New Orleans. Uh, the Seahawks running back, Kenneth Walker III, Ramondre Stevenson for New England, and Najee Harris, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, uh, Alvin Kamara even, Rohim Mostert, yeah, all of these guys more rushing yards, better output than I can't even find uh what's his name on this list. Maybe Was he, he hurt? I'm not sure what list you're looking at. I'm looking at top rushers from last year. Okay. So he's not even on the list. I mean, come on. He, but you're and you're mentioning guys that are pretty good, but I I'm not
3: saying he's going to be the number 1 running back on any team.
1: But he's I not even he could... in the, the top 20, Gary. That's why nobody's that's why you're wondering why he's on a team. It's because he is not in the top. Let's see. I still haven't said. Okay, now I'm getting on. Uh, okay. Oh, there he is. There he is, Gary. Hundred eighty-nine carries for six hundred sixty-eight yards. Woohoo! You wonder why? That's yeah, why. Yeah, I, I do wonder He's why. He's not very
3: good. He again. He could be a second running back on all, a lot of those teams. Who those teams you mentioned with really good running backs? Who's their number two?
1: Who's the number two on these? Uh, what teams, the teams? players
3: you just mentioned that are pretty good on Austin Eckler, uh, some of the other guys. Etienne. Who's where's number Latavius
1: two Murray? Him? Is he in? Oh, is he in uh, Las Vegas? Oh, he's with Buffalo. Uh, I don't know who the number two guys are. With Derrick Henry, they don't really use a number two. Um, I, I I don't know the, the, and that's a good question. But at the same time, I think you can throw a rock. And uh, th- throw a rock in the street, and you'll hit a lot of guys who have a 3.5-yard average uh, rush. 3.5, not very good in the NFL today. Throw a rock in the street? I don't know. What the, it's an old <laughs> saying. I combine two of them, I think. Okay. <laughs> throw a stick I, down the street, and I don't know. I don't but know if the there are a I'm lot of guys that can get you carry, three and a half yards that are but available. But there's, there's a reason why that he, he's, he's not available. 3.5 yards.
3: Okay, Ezekiel Elliott was available, probably had similar numbers. No, Dalvin Cook was available. Didn't ha- he had better numbers?
1: Ezekiel Elliott had 3, well 3.8 uh, yeah, yards numbers. to carry, but he's a guy that you, you would use around the goal line a lot. He's a short yardage guy, believe it or not. Ezekiel Elliott plays a role. Cormac could be, but I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but he's not one of the top 10 not in what. the top 20. I mean, there's 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 second string and look at the list during the break when you get a chance. I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr. uh has 4.9 car- 176 carries, 860 yards. Who is Jeff Wilson Jr.? He came from the Niners to Miami. He was actually decent with right. the, the year before. That's my point. Jeff Wilson Jr. totally outshines him. Isaac Pacheco only had 170 carries. He's averaging five yards a carry. Devin Singletary. Do I need Joe Mixon? David Montgomery. Do I got to keep going on? Guys on teams
3: with better offensive lines than Tampa had last year, maybe with their injuries as well. I wouldn't put it all on Fournette for those numbers either. And, again, I'm not saying he's top 10. I'm not saying he's top 20. He could be a number two. (laughs) I think he could be a number two running back on a
1: number of teams. Number two running backs make very little money. That's probably the problem. You know what, Tanner, did I miss a break? Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry about that. I hope the boss isn't listening. Okay, uh, coming up here on ESPN Honolulu, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, She's on Maui, and she promises to make a huge donation. Did you hear about that? That's coming up on ESPN Honolulu. 8:41 8:41 with the animals. Good fun this morning. I want to get back to this running back conversation. I think it's 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 kind of fun. If you want to text or call in, you can at 808-296-1420. I did not see this. I haven't been. I've been staying away from the news a little bit on purpose, um, just to give my my head and my heart a break from what's going on a little bit. Um, yesterday on Maui. Um, but did you see this about Oprah Winfrey? Yes, he saw the video of her at the shelter
3: three wow. days in a row and.
1: Yeah, so she's she's over there. Um, she's um, asking people what you need. Then she goes out and buys the stuff. Man, um, she has promised a major donation once the ash has settled. And uh, she, you know, she's a Mauian, and she says, you know what, this is going to take a long time. But hey, that's great. You know, I understand that some of like Mick Fleetwood and some of these other people are putting on a concert too. I don't know. I think it was a concert they were going to charge people for you know before all this happened they say yeah it's free or donate, you know for a donation yeah and
3: i think the pro obviously the proceeds would go where they go to help right. people on maui oprah Winfrey, you know and I- again I- i'm not try- I-, I i love what i've heard about her there was also a several reports that she when she was handing out things at the uh, the shelter in kahalui the emergency shelter that she wanted to bring her own camera crew and she was told no so, you know, And I, I don't know what, I mean, I could easily say, well, that's pretty selfish that she's trying to maybe make some publicity. I don't want to look that way at, at this situation because she's done some good things that she's going look, out and helping she people. Knows so that's she great. knows she's going to
1: get publicity. Yeah. She's Oprah Winfrey. She's a billionaire walking through rubble, so to speak. You're going to get it. Maybe it's, and it's Look, we don't think, our brains don't operate like Oprah's do. She could be, oh, I, I give her, you know, I give her a pass on that. Yeah, I, I will, too. You know, I will It's too, like but, that's but it's, just what she does. Wherever she goes, she's with her people. She's with people she trusts. It is out there.
3: Now, one thing that hasn't gotten a lot of publicity, I think, should, is Floyd Mayweather apparently uh, has paid for, I think, I, I might have it wrong, but it's like 100 individuals and 70 families or vice versa for airfare, hotel, lodging to leave Maui and go to Oahu or wherever else. And All he's right. paying a lot of money for that. And Who's that this again? Floyd Mayweather.
1: Oh, wow, really?
3: And that, I think, should be be given more, I mean, I don't think he, I hope he's not looking for publicity, and I haven't heard that, but it's only been a mention here and there, but I've seen it in three different places, it was on the news, one of the channels, and I think that's you know great of him, to help people get out of there and pay for their lodging because obviously a lot of people want to get out, but right. they have nowhere to go, or no way of supporting themselves if they leave, so I think he's done a great deal. You know, we heard about Jeff Bezos and the $100 million that he's giving from Amazon, uh, but for Floyd Mayweather, that hasn't been mentioned as much as some of the other celebrities where they're really gracious donations and i think he deserves credit for that
1: uh yeah i mean man this is the worst wildfire in over a hundred years in this country it's just it's amazing but anyway continue to pray continue to give what you can i mean they say the most um the thing they need the most is the thing they need the most is um shelter and money there's other things, you know, personal hygiene, all that kind of stuff, and the supplies and camping supplies that people are sending over. By the way, uh, M. Dyer Global is uh, the place to go on the Pearl City. Well, it's not the place to go. It's one that we know of. Uh, they're they're, they're going to ship over stuff uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow is the deadline, or Thursday. So tomorrow is the deadline. If you have donations like camping gear, batteries are still needed, clothing, toys, Things for kupuna, right? Maybe uh, reading glasses, things like that. Whatever you can, clothing, whatever you can uh, drop it off at the Pearl City office at M. Dyer Global, and they're going to get it over to Maui. They're going to throw it on a ship. they got a big container, and uh, they'll take care of it for you. Maybe you're a business, and you're collecting items uh, for Maui. Well, drop it off at M. Dire Global. They'll send it over for you. Uh, we want to get that word out. Right there. In Pearl City, you see their office um, with all those uh, big wood boxes on Cam Highway, and you see the sign. See from the freeway. Uh, M Dire well. Global. Yeah, you no. can see them from the freeway, but there's no, there's no off ramp to M Dyer from the <laughs> yeah, freeway. there should be. We, we ask that you pay attention when you're on the freeway. <laughs> one so of the thing,
3: yeah, uh, go ahead. one of the things about Oprah I thought was interesting, and I, I like what she said on Sunday is that you know, all these donations, everything coming in, it's great what people are doing. What she wants to know is who's in charge and how are they distributing it to the people in need. And that's a really good question. I'm not It sure depends been...
1: where you're going. It depends if you're going to the Red Cross. It depends if you're going through the Salvation Army, uh, right? Uh, if you go through the Hawaii Community Foundation. Uh, which uh, we are, um, you know, we're kind of in, uh, backing. Uh, Mike Connie's group, they've got a plan, and it's going somewhere. I've seen it before. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Nobody's keeping this money. Nobody's wasting the money. You know, in fact, this concert, Maui Ola, the one at Bishop Museum coming up on Sunday, they're not doing 100% of the net proceeds. They're doing 100% of the proceeds. Uh, the, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you buy a ticket for, I don't know how much tickets are. Uh, what, say the tickets are $100. I don't know how much they are, but if they're 50 bucks, $50 goes to Maui. Where are they doing it? They let you know on the website. It's the Native Hawaiian Community for Advancement. Neighbor, you know which one I'm talking about. Uh, they're also giving it to the Red Cross on Maui and a few other people. So when it goes to them, they're experts in distributing this in the communities and they know where to give it so i don't question any of that definitely i'm not questioning them what i do though is should as we've heard reports and this happened like the very next day there were already scammers out there trying to get people's donations over the phone and saying it's you know for the it's there's a lot of scams already and that's so sad it's a sad commentary of 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 the people human race, today. people that
3: actually would do something like that. It's about right. as
1: low as you can possibly get. Yeah. Really, really low. All right. I want to mention something else before we go to break here. The uh, Japanese Cultural Center of Hawaii uh, is um, getting together with Bamboo Catering. They've got kind of a fun fundraising event. It's an evening of small plates, drinks, and fundraising. So basically you got all kind of from Bamboo Catering, MW Restaurant, That's Greg Frazier's restaurant?
3: Yeah, I believe so, yes, yes.
1: All right, shout-out to Greg. And Chef Hui, they got more guys coming on board. Uh, It's $125 a ticket. Net proceeds go to the the victims. You can find out more details and get your tickets at jcchawaii.org. We'll get back to the running back conversation again, coming up next with the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Earlier today, uh, I was I was getting back to the running back conversation, and you know who one of the best running backs is in the NFL, uh, Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields ran for 1,100 yards last year. You know Dalvin Cook. When we say, "Oh, Dalvin Cook," he's you know he's one of his unpro- most unproductive years last year. Dalvin Cook was still, he still ran for he ran for 1,173. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was the sixth top rusher. In the National Football League, you can be. I'll take the sixth top rusher anytime.
3: Easily, uh, that's why I'm surprised he wasn't more sought after the way, than what he was. I guess the money was the big part, though.
1: Right. Yeah. So, and uh, <laughs> I guess it's a hey, seven million. Well, he's got some bonuses. Is it him or is it Dalvin Cook who's got a lot of big bonuses coming? I thought you were talking about Dalvin Cook. I'm sorry, Dalvin Cook or. Um, barkley they uh, all have incentive. Uh, ezekiel Elliott. I think they all have incentive that's why they don't get it they no 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 but it. somebody had a lot of incentives it was ezekiel Elliott or dalvin cook i can't remember anyway uh that was interesting about about um justin fields man i mean think about that 1100 yards uh rushing for a quarterback i mean if he can actually hit the broad side of a barn hey now we're talking chicago
3: yeah, if he'd only throw the ball. And he had a couple of nice touchdowns. I think there was two on over the weekend in their game. But a lot of it was Jack. And he's going to get credit for a lot of passing yards. But, it, he, you know, give him credit for completing the pass. But whoever caught it both those times made, you know, 10-yard catches into like 50, 60-yard gains. Yeah. But he is a good running back. I mean, he put up those yards. They finally found a good way to use him, and it wasn't passing the ball. See, fantasy-wise,
1: would you now, is, is Justin Fields, fantasy-wise, is that a good choice? Because he gains a lot of yards. How many touchdowns did he have? He probably had a lot of touchdowns.
3: I think if you just look at his second-half numbers from last year, he probably was very productive in fantasy. I don't know where he's ranked, but I think maybe. He had maybe, eight
1: rushing touchdowns. That's pretty good.
3: And especially most of them, I believe, were probably in the second half of the season. When he was rushing the ball a lot more, again wow. I don't think he'd be ranked in the top five, maybe not even top ten. But yeah, he's probably be a pretty good fantasy pick, and will be high this year because of what he did last year. Even though it's not going to be passing the ball, fantasy wise, rushing the ball the way he did will be, you know, put a better number than he would have otherwise. That's for sure.
1: Man, uh, as far as touchdowns go uh, in the NFL, since we're talking fantasy, I mean Patrick Mahomes does it all. Uh, you know, he's, the guy's got uh, 41 touchdowns. Um, passing that's just passing touchdowns 41 of them joe burrow josh allen both 35 passing touchdowns here's a surprise kirk cousins and geno smith 30 touchdowns for geno uh cousins with 29 jared goff 29 touchdowns man are you ready for some fantasy football how about that
3: I would have thought that Goff would have had more than Geno Smith. You know, Geno Smith had her, especially the first half of the year. Uh, and Goff, that offense, seemed to be putting up points like crazy last year. It's still good. I mean, they had a good year, definitely. But for Man. Geno Smith, it was a fantastic comeback year.
1: Yeah, that was, a, that was awesome. That was awesome. And uh, you know what? I mean, it just show, goes to show you that maybe there's hope for Zach Wilson later on in his career. There really is. If he ever gets to start again.
3: And hopefully for any team's sake, he doesn't.
1: Well, I don't know. You, you you didn't see him this weekend then, did you? I just saw the highlights, and I watched him in the Hall of Fame No, but game. I watched – right, but watching him – well, the Hall of Fame game was different than this one. I mean, this one, he actually – he was moving the ball. He was confident, floating it over – right over defenders like a la Colt Brennan and Tua Tonga-Vailoa or a la Tom Brady, I guess. I don't know. I thought he – you'll see if he keeps it up. I mean, if the guy keeps improving, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there forever.
3: No, no, he isn't. But I'm not sure if he was going up against starters or not. Uh, and, I mean, it's not like he's an awful quarterback. He was just not worthy of being a top-drafted a top drafted quarterback. And, again, mm. his completion percentage is going to be in the mid-50s at best. Uh, and if he gets better at that, great. Uh, but he's not throwing a lot of touchdown passes. He just hasn't done it in those two years. And they didn't have a ton of talent around him. He should have been better than he was.
1: He didn't mm. help his own cause by some of his throws and miscues. And it, but it wasn't oh, all on him. By the way, the uh, Hard Knocks uh, will debut. I think it comes out about 4 o'clock today. Well, last uh, week it the started. App. Last week it started. No, so no, the new episode comes out today as well. Oh, we said debut. It I drops on Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. It uh, drops on Tuesdays, uh, and I think it's 4 o'clock away time. All right, got to go. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.